Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is January the 12th, and we are here in our Bible reading plan. We're reading from the New International Version, so join me if you can. Otherwise, let me read this over you, and then in the end, I will give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. Today, we'll be reading Luke chapter 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. And do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we will wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. But whoever rejects me, rejects him who sent me. The seventy-two returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Then He turned to His disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
What is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This concludes Luke 10. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So this very first part of chapter 10 always baffles my mind. Because if you watch something like The Chosen, or if you ever see movies or read stories about Jesus, you always see him going places and the disciples following him. But did you catch how this started? Listen to verse 1 one more time. It says, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. So before Jesus left, before he went from town to town preaching and healing people, he sent the disciples in front of him. And the best part is, they went out and did the work that the Lord told them to do and saw all sorts of miraculous things happen in front of their very own eyes. They came back and they told Jesus, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Which Jesus then tells them, hey, don't, don't be so excited about that. Be excited that your name is written in the book of life. See, here's the great thing. God has already established works of service for us to do. And it's all about the name of God. It's all about glorifying Him. So when we see miraculous things, when we see people delivered and we see people healed and salvation come to many, sure, that's exciting. 
But God's already done that work. He's already drawing people to him. We should be excited that he used us and we're part of his salvation experience already. Okay, from there we flow into this amazing story of the Good Samaritan. We've all heard this story before and it actually is what one of my family values is written around. Jesus affirms this expert in the law that loving the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself are the ways to inherit eternal life. And Jesus says to him, you've answered correctly, do this and you will live. Then he asked the question, who is my neighbor? And what Jesus points out to him is the story about some of the most unliked people in that time. In fact, to his crowd, the Samaritans were enemies. And so when he tells this story, here's the interesting part. It's not about one of them taking care of a Samaritan. It's about a Samaritan taking care of one of them. He's flipped the script and showed them that you might not like people, you might have enemies with someone, but true love, true presentation of the gospel is that person doing whatever it takes to take care of the ones that don't like them. You might have people that don't like you, that treat you poorly. In fact, maybe in your workplace, there's people that just don't treat you fair. If you want to present who Jesus really is, you treat that person as they're the most loved person you could ever be around. That's not natural for us, though, is it? When someone is mean to us, I don't know about you, but my reaction is to show them what mean really looks like. Someone says something hurtful, oh, I'll show them. I'll say something even more hurtful. That's my natural reaction. But Jesus is saying, those people that treat you poorly turn around and love them so well, they won't know what to do with it. So in my home, we say this, put others first. No matter who they are, no matter where they're from, no matter how they treat you or how they look at you, put them first. It's how you show true love to other people. Actually, Jesus did this too. While I was still a sinner, he died on a cross for me. That's the example he gives me. And so I have to put others first and make sure they know the love of God. So remember, put others first. I promise when you do this, you will understand the blessings of God better than you ever have. And you will understand what true salvation looks like as you love all people, especially those that don't love you back. Put others first. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Oh, 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 oh,